it starts with wanting and willing to do something before you can actually do the thing. The first step for me was to translate things into a language that I understand. I walk out of the house wearing a mushroom hat. Why am I trying to communicate yes. that? Yes. I'm a bit weird. Beware. Approach at your own peril. <laughs> Here stands a weird person. The Startup Student Podcast. The podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, hello, hello. It's Christine here and I'm with Alice. It's the last episode of this series, Life of a Creative Startup. And as you have listened to the previous three episodes, you will have found out that Alice is a super creative person. And if you followed her on social media or checked out her website, you probably were blown away by her talent. <laughs> and um, she is one of uh, the most structured creative startups and business-minded startup uh, creatives, not startups, creatives that I have met, uh, even though she explained in uh, the previous episodes how she got to that stage, really. Um, but being a person who knows exactly what she wanted from the beginning and took the steps towards it throughout the entire journey is uh, very inspiring to see. Welcome back, Alice. I think you're having me back. Very excited to talk about the juicy topic of marketing. <laughs> yes, juicy topic of marketing because if marketing really is telling people about what you do. Uh, it, it's mm -hmm. not necessarily selling things, but it should lead to sales, obviously. Um, but mm -hmm. if you do not tell people that you exist or your startup exists or your services exist, no one will buy it. No matter mm -hmm. how appropriate it is, no matter how much market research you've done, no matter how much you define your ideal client and went through all the steps that you should do when you start with your marketing, if you do not do anything, no one will know that you exist and that means no one will buy anything. And you can have the best product in the world, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, no one will know that you exist. And um, most people struggle with that unless you had a background in that. Um, so like me, I worked in marketing and advertising for about 13 years before I actually changed my career basically to what I'm doing now. Um, but most startups struggle with this. But we also know, especially creatives, maybe sometimes struggle with telling people, hello, I'm out here. I have an amazing talent buy my stuff <laughs> so um, maybe we start with that why do you think Alice um, it's sometimes specifically for creative people um, difficult um, to market themselves I think personally I think it's a number of things and a lot of it had to do well I can speak from my personal experience for me a lot of it had to do with the stereotype so the you, we as people, just as human beings, tend to put ourselves in little boxes. And we tend to think this box doesn't mix with this box, doesn't mix with this box, doesn't mix with this box. So when you're a creative person, you sort of put yourself in, I'm a creative person. And that box of creative person seems so far away from the box labeled business person. Yeah, they like you said. Like they belong in. Yeah, I like the really the sentence you said uh, 
in, in one of the first episodes, it's like, I'm a creative, I'm an illustrator. I just don't do numbers. I just yeah. don't do this. I just don't do business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you don't, but then, you know, then when you say that, you've just closed yourself off to it and you've just categorically said no to it. And, you know, you could do it. You just, you, it starts with wanting and willing to do something before you can actually do the thing. And yet you sort of like buy into the stereotype that society tends to ascribe to you as I am this, I am that, I'm this, I'm that. Just so it starts with saying, oh, what if I can also do this? Let's give this a go. It starts with willingness to sort of not conform to the stereotype that's sort of been assigned to you. And I think the first, the easiest way to start that is there's a lot of things can seem very gatekeeping. So I've always, when mm -hmm. I was starting my journey, the business world seemed very gatekeeping because it had a lot of words that I did not understand. And it looks like no one, it, and yes, again, I yes. felt that fear of being judged for not understanding setting the feeling of not belonging and all that so I think the first step for me was to translate things into a language that I understand so if um when so for example enterprise business and freelance artists they sound like different things. They sound completely different things. But when I realize that they all mean the exact same thing, <laughs> things get demystified. It's like, oh, it's yes. not that scary. <laughs> yes, it's, it's actually not that scary. Financing sounds terrifying. Cash flow sounds terrifying. But when you break down and say, oh, it just means that this much money comes in, this much money goes out. That's fine. I look at that every day because you, everyone has to manage their own personal finance. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So it's, it's not that scary. So the process of translating things into things that I understand was very much a first step for me. So yes. the word marketing, terrifying. Yeah. Buzzwords. I hate buzzwords so much. <laughs> <laughs> they sound because they all sound terrifying. I don't know a single person who likes buzzwords. And you can hear all these things like personal branding, professionalism. You have to do this, you have to do that. It's really scary. Yeah. So the first step is if you don't, is to translate those words into things you understand. If you can't translate them, just maybe just start by observing things. Start mm -hmm. just by looking at things first and see how people do. So I had an Instagram account for a good three years before I start to actively post on it and mm -hmm. I just had it so I can observe what yes. other people do say so, okay this person does this this person does this this person does this and the most and then that's the first step then you sort of just ask yourself why does this person do this why does this person do this and why does why does this work why does this work and you just start by asking questions and you mm -hmm. observe more and then you may come to an answer and then you can try the thing out and then you can observe it and see how it works so it that sounds like a very scientific process <laughs> very if you're if you're a science person 
you recognize the process as observe a thing then do then experiment with the thing then record your data and analyze the data <laughs> sounds very scientific if you're a scientific person you're welcome think of it like that mm -hmm. but if you're a, let's say if you're an artsy fartsy person like me and you're scared of the scientific things it's the same process as when you're drawing mm -hmm. you start by seeing a drawing that you think is amazing and you go how did he do that how did she draw that so then you start to look at the drawing more and you observe how they did the drawing and that, okay that's how you do it and then you then try to copy the drawing and by copying you're trying to do the thing and then you experiment with it and say oh this is how you do it oh this is how you don't do it and then you see the results and you get okay so how is this result compared to the thing that i'm looking at oh i see that these things don't match up maybe i should change this maybe i should change this that's the same process so at the end of the day it's all just the same process yes so you just need to think of it in a way that makes it less scary for you. Lovely. Yeah, it's lovely that you give these examples again. And uh, like you say, it's demystifying things. And unfortunately, um, every single industry, every single, um, yeah, let's say job um, mm -hmm. or niche has their own terminology. Even you as an illustrator, you will have a lot of terminology that I don't, uh, I have never heard. Um, mm -hmm. and techniques and stuff like this so it's all about um, understanding a bit more okay what does this actually mean and then just say ah it actually just means that okay and translate it um, and it would be nice if there would be a one fits all thing um, <laughs> but there isn't because uh, in marketing you use certain terms and then um, every other industry everyone who hears these terms will interpret them into in their own way and into their own terminology like you as an illustrator like you said you just um drew the comparison between okay but if i'm drawing something it's the same process basically um mm -hmm. that doesn't work for uh, someone who's offering uh, other services but it will work in a similar way for what they're doing yeah. and like i said at the beginning marketing really means only to tell people that you exist mm -hmm. <laughs> and to tell them about yeah. what you do yeah so for like example marketing terms that i finally understood because i figure out what it really means for example personal branding sounds terrifying <laughs> what do you mean personal yeah, yeah. branding selling yourself you gotta sell yourself mm -hmm. and you're like um, what so but then when you think about it personal branding is just like just showing people who you are like just like when you go out when you walk out the house you have chosen clothing that hopefully tells people who you are okay yes. i wore this i wore the skirt because this is my style i want to, for example i walk out of the house wearing a mushroom hat why am i trying to communicate yes. that yes. i'm a bit weird beware approach at your own peril <laughs> here stands a weird person so so it's the exact same thing when you're trying to build a personal brand, when you're trying to cultivate your brand on social media. Sometimes it's just as easy as being yourself. Because we put a lot of pressure yes. about thinking about all these things. But at the end of the day, you hear words being thrown around like authenticity. People like authenticity. People like engagement. People like all these things. What does authenticity mean? It just mm -hmm. means 
just be yourself. yourself don't try to pretend to be someone else just be yourself and what is well how do i maintain brand consistency if you are yourself your brand will be consistent yeah because you know because it's just you and you are consistent because you are still here you're just and, a person but but being yourself can sometimes be the hardest thing <laughs> in certain yes. situations so that's do, also something yeah. to be to be learned and has to do with confidence and knowing actually mm -hmm. who you are is also not exactly. so easy but um yeah just try to be as yourself as much as possible and like you say all the all the rest will then fall into place and fit with your brand personality especially if you're a freelancer especially if you're a creative person and um, especially if you're selling that uh, personality with it and this is how you build relationships this is how you build fans this is how you get followers and this is how mm -hmm. you get people to buy from you because how many illustrators are out there How many startup and marketing supporters out there? Uh, too much, maybe, or mm -hmm. not enough, I don't know. But there's space for everyone because if you are yourself, you will find people that like what you do and the way you do things, and they will become your clients. Exactly. And the way that you sort of like figure out what your branding is, it's often people mistake when people think of, oh, branding, it's someone sit down and there's a list of buzzwords or whatever and then you choose one of those okay my brand is friendly and sweet and whatnot it's normally that's not how it works people don't really especially when you're a small startup business like mine especially if your business surrounds so much uh, about yourself and your own input you create the thing and your brand is yourself a lot of those branding um usps developed organically same with if you're a creative, creative person yeah. it develops in the same way that you would develop your style mm -hmm. in that you just do a lot of things and then you start to notice the pattern yes i just draw uh, i start with drawing using all different types of medium and then i realize that i and as i just do a lot of things i realize i gravitate towards ink more but then i start to work in ink more and now my brand is that i draw with ink and that is the same thing with like um i'll be drawing a variety of subjects but then i realized that i tend to gravitate towards like darker themes or towards more nature oriented themes or more fantastical themes and then that's my and now that's become my brand so a lot of these things develop organically mm. don't put Don't put pressure into trying to just sit down and say, what is my unique selling point? And you just sit there yep. quite constipated for like two days and it will melt your brain because I have been there. Yep. It, sometimes the process is more fluid, but that's why it's very important that you need to allow yourself time for that to happen. Yes. Because if you're trying to develop a brand in like two days, <laughs> it's gonna be very confused i allow myself the time over like over the three years of university yes. to find myself yes and and i i can only echo that uh, from my perspective as well um f even me who does these things for my clients yeah how can you position yeah. yourself in the market but doing it for myself was very difficult and Mm. Uh, um, I was doing things in a specific way which made me unique and I knew it mm -hmm. but uh, putting the finger on it and naming it 
was another thing and using this as this as a marketing mindset is also another thing it also took for me a long time I, we're also talking maybe a couple of years or something into the journey into working with everything i've done by a client mm -hmm. to point out what makes me different my client yeah. said um you uh, because you you can ask also clients you can ask why did you choose me and this will help yeah. you to figure it out and um, i did not ask but my client told me and i was like that is true <laughs> everyone tells me that so this seems to be really my usp um and i can use that um so that's uh, yeah lovely yes. and uh, like you say it's really important to be different and it's really important to find your usp but take your time with that and it probably mm -hmm. is obvious to people that choose you and work with you or buy from you um mm -hmm. more than to yourself so you can always yeah. ask also your clients and customers uh, Oh, that is you mind that's very true. Yeah. Would you mind yeah, taking it's, survey with two questions online or you just ask in a conversation or whatever works for you? Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah asking people, just asking is very important. For example, in, from a creative point of view, um, in, when you're a creative in university, you tend to have these things called crits where you all sit around and you all talk about each other's work. Mm -hmm. And while I was in university, I was really confused because I thought I had, I thought I haven't landed on a style. I thought I haven't landed on personal identity. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. But every time there was a crit, someone was like, oh, I see, I definitely, whenever I see that drawing, I definitely know it's an Alice drawing. When I see a drawing and it's yours, I know immediately that it's yours. And I was like, how <laughs> am i she's like because you're very identifiable you you do things in a very specific way that's oh. very recognizable and i'm like do i <laughs> really <laughs> i just do things i have no idea what i'm doing how is it recognizable so sometimes it's hard to see the pattern yourself and you just sort of like have to ask people and then people will go like you know if you have your instagram mm. you can ask you can do a poll. I've seen people do poll like, oh, what do people, what is the first thing you think of when you think of um, my work or when you think of my products, what you think of? And then you start to see patterns, like words will start popping up. And then you're like, oh, do I do that? I have a friend who was also an illustrator and she did one of those polls. She's like, oh, I have to do an interview. And someone asked me, what is my style? What's my brand? Mm -hmm for me as an illustrator and I have no idea. So can you, uh, and can you tell me in two words what you think my style is? And she said, overwhelmingly, like 90 people came back with earth tones. I think of earth tones when I think of you. And she's like, do I really? Do you draw that much in earth tones? And then she looked at her work and like 80% of it is brown. So mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> she never realized. Yeah. Ah, yes, there you go. So uh, <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't get. I always say this. Exactly. We said this in the last episode for everything. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So make sure you do ask people. Yeah, and when you ask and then you get given an answer, then branding is just leaning in. People already noticed that. Let's lean in. Yes. Let's really make it. Let's really make a thing out of it. Like uh, people, I noticed I draw a lot of mushrooms. People notice I draw a lot of mushroom. <laughs> I just leaned in, and now mushroom is my thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's the same it for me can with be unicorns. A <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I just uh, did one thing with unicorns and I thought, oh, this is really cool. And then people started mm -hmm. to buy me all kind of unicorn stuff as presents and stuff. <laughs> and I said, like, okay, yeah. I'll take this on now. 
I have a co-founder that's yeah. a fluffy unicorn. Okay, <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's the at the end of the day, that is that is the that is the core simplest process. After you've taken out all the fancy words, so obviously you so you can start there, but eventually you have to think a bit more about okay, niches in the market, um, things about that, and it's just it comes from observation. Mm. Good marketing. I think good marketing starts from good observation. Yes. For example, for me personally, I spent three years in um, Angler Ruskin illustration. We have a very, very world-renowned MA course in children's book illustration, and I just, you know, because oh, this is my industry. I want to know as much about my industry as possible. So I start talking to them and I start to learn more about them. And what I found out was that. The UK has a very large and very proud tradition in children's publishing. Like no one does children's children book, picture book publishing like the UK. Oh, they, okay. We are the, the UK is the king of picture. You think the, hung, the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, Quentin Blake with Roald Dahl. It's a very long and proud tradition. But what happens is because it's such a long and proud tradition, it becomes a very, very oversaturated and highly competitive market. Yes. And yes. so a lot of people do children's book illustration in the UK. So if you're a children's book illustrator in the UK, you can think of it in one of two ways. One is the market is massive. You will fit in. Or you can also think, oh my God, the market is over so saturated. I'm going to have to work so hard to try to stand mm -hmm. out. And I sort of fell into the second category. And then because I observed that way, I personally started getting very jealous. I was going, how come all the kids get the good art and us adults have to be, have to just be happy with mm -hmm. blocks of text because we're <laughs> adults so we can't have pictures. That's not yeah. cool. And I saw that the comic books universe was um, quite developing quite a bit thanks to the Marvel films. But then comic books is also a very specific thing. And where's the intersectionality of it? And then when I looked at, okay, where does those two worlds, where do these, those two worlds meet? It's um, illustrated books for adults. And I start seeing people have just started to notice that gap in the market. So then you have um, companies like Folio Society, who does just that. Penguin um, Publishing is also just starting to dip their toe into returning to doing illustrated books for adults. And that's when you go, oh, there's like, the gap in the market. That's yep. where I want to position myself. We're, I can see that we're on the verge of, oh, we're, we're getting there. People are starting to notice. If I wedge myself in here early, then hopefully when people think of, oh, I want to do dark, whimsical illustration for a adult's book. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's only a couple of people in the pond right now. And hopefully I will be one of those people. Yes. So... It's about, okay, noticing the things you like, noticing the things about yourself, develop your branding, and then go and observe the pond that you're in, observe the market that you're in, and see what looks attractive to you. Notice yes. what has been done a lot, and if it's been done a lot, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If this has been done a lot, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And then you sort of find where you are comfortable in mm. the pond. Yes, yeah, and I, I know think, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I know it's. I wouldn't be comfortable sitting in a children's book 
market because I'll just be so anxious and <laughs> I yeah, find drawing cutesy stuff quite hard sometimes. <laughs> so yes. I just I know that I just wouldn't naturally fit in there. So this is where I naturally fit in. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the main points. You don't have to invent everything yourself, what you can do for no. marketing. You observe what other people are doing, you observe what's working, and you adjust and adapt for what your business is about and what your personality is about. And um, that's it. That's it, really. You yeah. don't have to come up with everything yourself. There's a lot of research involved, a lot of observing involved, and then the solutions will come yeah. to you. And a lot of um, trial and error. So yes, you can, like, for always. example, if you use is that yeah, if you use Instagram marketing, what I would do is I would uh, do a post and I would experiment with buying ads for it. I say, okay, if I drop this much money for an ad for this uh, drawing, what what will it do? And then it does the thing. And then I sort of like note down what happened. And then next time I'll do it again and I'll see what happens. And then I'll compare and contrast the results. Mm -hmm. And then I can see what it, if you're on like websites like Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, they provide you with a lot of tools. They provide you with the insights. For example, I know that my posts do the best when I post at 6 p.m. at my time because Instagram tells me that that's when my audience Yes is online the most so you just observe things you take all the information that is given to you because there are a lot of like analysts uh, statistic tools now uh, available to you and you just sort of pick and choose what you what you can use to your benefit yes yeah that is true and it is trial and error a lot of times also my clients say okay but um i need something that really works okay yeah there's some factors you can look at and you you know these things will work but also things take time and you mm -hmm. it really depends on your target audience it really depends on how well crafted everything is that you're doing mm -hmm. and the message that you bring out and the consistency and then you can uh, kind of guarantee a success but you have to yeah. see what really works best what time works best when are your followers online if you're talking about um, social media so yes that mm -hmm. is all very true <laughs> yeah and just be interested in finding the answer to the question why when you see something you just okay why is that you mm -hmm. see why is that why is that if you keep asking why then you will find, uh, and if you can figure out the answers to why, you can have hypothesis to why, then things will start to develop a pattern. And that's when you know you have a thing going. So, okay, why, why, are, my, why are my followers always online at six o'clock? Oh, that's because work finishes at five and they get home and they can't be bothered to take off their clothes and the easiest thing is to look at <laughs> your phone. Yeah. And that's just what happens. And when, so when you sort of know that, you can sort of cater things to, thanks to the knowledge that we figure out. So constantly asking why is the easiest first step to figuring out what things are about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Okay, I think um, <laughs> from my side, uh, this uh, was again very insightful, even for me uh, hearing um, how the best practice is done for real. So that's, that's great to know. Um, and it seems to work um, because we talked about Uh, how your business took off um, because you prepared a lot of things, you researched a lot of things. Um, and I just want to encourage really everyone who's listening to this, don't be 
scared by marketing. You have to mm -hmm. do marketing. You have to market yourself. You have to tell people that you exist for all the reasons that we mentioned before. And I think mm -hmm. Alice showed in a nice way how not easy, but less effortless it could be and how smooth it can go. Yeah. I think um, my last thoughts would just be because marketing is at the end of the day something you have to do. Yes. It is in your best interest to make it fun for yourself so that <laughs> yes. you don't go insane. Just think of it as think of it as e in like the easiest way you can. Make it as fun for yourself as possible. If you enjoy the process, then it doesn't feel so much like a scary business work. Yes. And that will just help you and help your brand look more effortless yeah perfectly put thank you so much and uh, i enjoyed really a lot uh, recording those episodes with you and uh, marcia was right uh, saying you have to have you on uh, have her on your show and i was like i know everything you're telling me sounds amazing um so i'm very very glad to have met you through marcia and talk to you and discover you and hopefully we can work together in the future by me becoming a customer or by um, asking some projects uh, together or maybe some follow-up episodes who know um, who knows what happens um, but thank you so much for sharing all of this um, for giving so many tips to all the listeners and to show that the life of a creative startup is possible to um, combine creativity and the business mind Yes, you will not starve. <laughs> <laughs> you will not starve. I'm almost starving because it's almost lunchtime here, but uh, in, in general, yes, <laughs> that is right. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you very soon, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.